Welcome to the Weekend Live Show. We run down the biggest stories of the week with you every Saturday night. Let us know in the comments right now. Where are you repping? Marshfield, New Bedford, Rockton, Malden, Tucsonville, Manchester, Kirkies, Hanson, Humphreys, Quincy, Hudson, the Garden City, Agawam, Mount Poison, Portland, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles. You don't want to mess with Cheddar in this country that you can't in the ambulance. You have a job? What do you do? You lived, I'd come to your house, I'd sit outside, roast marshmallows right in your fucking yard. Alright, let's get this party started, shall we? Hey, what's up, Turtle Riders? How's everyone doing tonight? Good, good, excellent. Welcome to the Turtle Boy Live Show, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Uncle Turtle Boy, they call me. You can call me Aiden, Clarence, whatever you want to call me. It doesn't really matter. Dr. Turtle Boy, you name it. Because if, if Joe Biden's a doctor, then I'm definitely a doctor. So anyway, folks, uh, if you're new here, go ahead and smash that subscribe button for me. We do this every Tuesday and Saturday night promptly at 9 p.m. We also do a special stream on Thursdays, uh, but you have to join something called Turtle Club for that. It's a premium members only thing. You can join in the bio below for $15 a month. You get access to the ad free on the website, as well as the Thursday night streams that nobody else gets. So you're going to want to go ahead and sign up for that. By doing that, you're supporting free speech because we basically can't have any advertisers because they'll get harassed and bothered. And that's what happens when you keep it real on the internet these days. So yeah um so yeah go ahead and do all that also uh we do have an announcement we're gonna be starting doing some locals thing i told you guys we're going on locals uh locals.com it's a, it's kind of like a patreon alternative except they don't censor at all so what i'm going to be doing from now on because i'm trying to think how i was going to make that work what i'm going to be doing with locals is the tuesday and saturday night streams we are going to do the last seg. So it's obviously free on YouTube and, and rumble and all that stuff, but we're going to have a thing at the end. The ask turtle boy segment of the show is going to be for locals members only. If you're in turtle club, you automatically are going to get a locals account. Like you're automatically signed up for locals, but if you want to just sign up for the locals account and not do the turtle club, um, it's, I, I don't even know the number we're going to charge. It's not 15. Um, it's going to be less than that, but basically you get access to, uh, the ask turtle boy, uh, segments on, of the Tuesday and Saturday night shows that nobody else gets. And yeah, basically it's, it's your way of supporting turtle boy and keeping this afloat. Cause that's just the model. It's gotta be now folks, you know, with, uh, the censorious nature of the interwebs and particularly from these, you know, woke liberals out there who don't want you to say the things that, you know, you say. And so they contact your advertisers and they harass them and the advertisers feel pressured and then they leave you. It's what's been going on with Twitter. It's what's been going on with everyone lately. So it's just the way it is. And uh, yeah, so graciously appreciate Oakley Doakley. So we're just going to jump right into the show. Uh, we'll do some intros in a little bit after that. But Wait, did you say the FUPA mic is what? FUPA mic? So what's wrong with the mic? Is is, is the mic bad? 
Can you guys hear me okay? I see one person saying the mic is bad. I don't want to close. I don't want to go on if the mic sucks. Turn down the gain. I don't know what that means. Can you guys? It's good. Okay. All right. Cool. It's fine. Excellent. All right. Let's just jump right into it, shall we? All right. First blog up. I'm going to talk about. Hmm. Where it go? There it is. Oakley Doakley. So this story out of Charlestown or really Melrose or whatever. Okay. So normally I would not cover a youth football match. And when I first got pitched with the story, I'm like, I have no interest in this whatsoever because I really don't care about a bunch of he said, she said about parents over what happened at a middle school football game. Uh, but I did think that some, what really pissed me off about this story is just that kids are involved. And I feel like kids are like, there's a disagreement here between adults and they're allowing children to be the victims of that because adults can't figure things out together. So let's just watch what happens here. So, um, so Charlestown youth football puts up this, uh, little post the other day on Facebook that we got sent to us. I'll read to you. Charleston townies and cheering would like to address accusations. We'd also like to clarify the events surrounding the Medford Junior Mustangs. At the beginning of the season, we donated 50 sets of shoulder pads to the Medford Junior Mustangs football program. The Junior Mustangs directors picked them up at our football field. Charlestown has also helped the Mustangs put together their league books. To be candid, the Medford Junior Mustangs would have, wouldn't have a season without the help of the Charleston Townies. Okay, so right away when I see this, I'm like, so you're like, they're like a welfare team. That's the way you're kind of treating them. <laughs> like, okay, so they're obviously too stupid to figure out how to like the very complicated situation of doing books for middle school football. They can't figure that one out. So we need you and your infinite wisdom to, to do that for them. And it's just like to put that out there like that. It's like, yeah, they're the poor. They're poor. First of all, you're in Charlestown. Okay. Relax. Simmer down. The poor school. Medford's not that bad. And so basically they're saying that we, you know, you can't, I mean, you're basically shaming them. Like you're, they're lucky to be in this league. Like relax. It's a junior high school football league. Last Sunday, the Charleston townies hosted the Medford junior Mustangs at the seventh and eighth grade level at Melrose high school with a little more than four minutes to go in the second quarter. There was a play towards the Medford sideline. One of the Charlestown townies, Players shoved the Medford player as the whistle was being blown. This prompted two Medford players to leave their bench and throw punches. So throw punches. I thought that was an interesting word. Throw punches at the Charlestown player. Those two players were immediately ejected from the game. Simultaneously, two Medford parents ran onto the field. One parent named Randall Clark went over to help his son off the ground. Randall then turned his emotions towards Coach Scott screaming at him. Coach Scott who was on the Medford sideline as an NPR monitor, did not engage with Randall and asked the Medford junior Mustang president to get control of his program. Fair enough. And we're going to watch the video. Like if, if the program, if the kids are out of control on one sideline and they're punching kids, it's 100% fair game to say, tell the other coach, like get your shit together. And that's the way this 
when you read this, like that's how it sounds. I, when I first read this, I'm like, so Medford's the bad guys here. Like that's the way I read this. Oh, well they, their kids are punching other kids and acting a fool. We got random parents running onto the field named Randall. And I just, I had pictured, I just pictured insanity when I pit, when I read this, I'm like, this is sounds like a wild football game and out of control parents from Medford. The other parent that crossed the Medford sideline needed to be physically restrained while screaming obscenities across the field. At this point, the Melrose field director called the cops because the Medford sideline was out of control and they could see tension building up. Kelly uh, from Charlestown walked across the field and yelled at the Medford coaching staff. She told them that they get they better get their stuff together or she will end the game immediately. Ooh. She then walked back to the Charlestown sideline and the game continued. In the few minutes following this incident, she had a chance to discuss what happened with her coaching staff. They decided they would end the game at halftime because Medford was allowing parents to run onto the field as an entire program. They've lost control. Didn't feel safe. So before we finish the rest of it, this was all videotaped. Now, Keep in mind, this video that you're about to watch and part of it has been edited by a parent from Medford who is upset that their team has now been. So long story short, spoiler alert here. Not only does the seventh and eighth grade team from Medford get banned from this football league so they can't play, which to me is a, a big thing. Like you're telling kids they can't play a game. You better have a, a damn good reason for that. That like something the kids did wrong. You better have a damn good reason. But not only were they banned, the fifth and sixth grade kids were banned who weren't even there. How does that make any sense? So here we go. Let's play. See what happens. It hasn't started on Rumble. Oh, crap. I guess the Rumble stream's not working. Oh, you know what? Forget Rumble. Damn it. I forgot to do one thing. Forget about it. We'll just upload it to Rumble after. God damn it, I forgot to do one thing. All right, so here we go. So there's a play. So the white team is uh, Charlestown. And the blue team is Medford. And so this kid, number 12, throws a duck. And it gets intercepted by the blue team from Medford. And there he goes. Okay. And then here comes the quarterback who threw the interception and he tackles him. Okay. And then see that push right there? He pushes him back on the ground. So Charlestown, I mean, I understand it's football. The kid's frustrated. He just threw a bad interception. His team's losing the game. Tackles the kid that intercepted it. Pushes him back on the ground. Okay. It's football. It happens. Now, the appropriate response here, now, if you're going to do something like that, kid, do it on your own sideline. Don't do it on the other team's sideline. Like, if you've ever watched football before, whatever you do, don't commit a personal foul or a really egregious penalty on the other team's sideline. Because that's what he did. You pushed the guy down. Like, that's a penalty. First of all, the ref, the ref should have thrown a flag right there. That's a flag. So, the appropriate response in any football game is if, if somebody does that to one of your teammates, you push them off. That's what you do. And let's see what happens. Okay. So 48 pushes him after he did that. 
after he pushed him back to the ground 48 runs to his defense okay and now okay wait what happened wait. so again let's watch that again so he pushes him down and then 48 pushes him okay and you see number 12 here does he look like a victim so he pushed so this is the incident so you see right there what he did number 12 pushes the other kid in the face that's not like pushing him down like you're pushing his freaking neck you're grabbing his face mask and his teammate the other kid here i think he's number 18 or one or one i think it might be number one comes up from behind and he pushes him now do you see any punches here check it out okay this is the this is the alleged punch you see that Does that look like connected like he he hit the back of his, he hit his goddamn shoulder pad i'm sorry um it's football you got you know like don't don't pick a fight on the opposing sideline when you're by yourself and you're down by a lot and your team is much smaller if like what do you think is going to happen son like that that's and I mean, I don't, I highly doubt this kid even cares that much based on what I've seen from him afterwards. So as you can see there, that's, he's fine. He throws him right off. He's not the least bit deterred. And then number 30 here tries to break it up. Okay. And there's 25 and one. These two players end up getting ejected from the game. The ref throws the flag. They're breaking it up. This is a coach. I don't know if this is a parent or what. But every person from Medford here is doing the responsible thing. They are breaking it up. They're doing what they're supposed to do. That's the one of the coaches right there. I called them the grizzled leprechaun. Okay, so definitely some N-words. So anybody who's using an N-word like that should be thrown out of the game. I 100% support that, okay? You hear this guy? He, uh, he pushed my son when he was down. Okay, see the coaches yelling this kid? Shut up! Shut up! Now watch this. This is the head coach here. Watch how he handles it. Stop talking! Stop talking! Shut your mouth! If you ain't over 25 years old, get your ass back in the box! So, all right, so this is the guy making it. Um, it's his commentary. We're just going to skip past that. You guys saw what it said. Now, this is the problem. See this guy? This is the guy. Fuck this guy. This is the only one from Medford I won't stand up for. He's the problem. So this guy comes over, and he's the one yelling, you push my son. So his son is the one who intercepted it. He's like, number 12, push my son. He's not a coach. He's like a dad. Okay, like, look it. It's fucking football. If you can't see your son getting pushed or having a penalty committed against him without losing your shit and running onto the field, then you can't go to games. Then maybe this isn't the sport for you. Maybe sign him up for croquet or something. I don't know. But it's fucking football oh no he pushed my son 
It's a penalty. Yeah, it's fucking football. Throw the flag. Sometimes the ref misses it too. And that's okay too because it's a seventh grade football game. Sit in the seats and shut the fuck up. Take your ratchet ass off the field and get the fuck out of here. And guess what? That's exactly what the Medford coaches do to this out of control parent. Watch. His name, that's Randall. That's the Randall guy. Ah, so let's go back to this. Because of that play, everything ensued. He pushed my son. Randall, get off the field, they say. Get off the field, Randall. There he is, kicking him off the field. Case closed. Case closed. Like, how can you possibly fault the team and the coaches for an out-of-control parent? So some douchebag parent came on the field, acting a fool, and guess what they did? They handled it. So what do you want from them? I have one of the... I'm, I'm, I'm messaging uh, one of the... Let's see. There's the link. It, it to join. Okay, cool. I'm messaging that one right now. All right. So anyway, um, what we saw, so back to their post, right? So we see in this post that that's not true. Again, they set up here, right? That they, two Medford's players left the bench and threw punches at the Charlestown player. That's a lie. Okay. That's not like a misunderstanding. I got, I got people from Charlestown in my inbox telling me, well, that's the video's edited. The video didn't edit, edit out two punches because you said that they got punched. I'm going to need you to admit that that was a lie before we continue this conversation because nobody got punched. And that's the whole basis of the situation here is you said the kid, you defamed children. Okay. I'm going to need you to stop defaming children first and foremost. So that's completely untrue. Now, in the video, it goes on, right? So they're threatening to call the game. You hear, you see that woman? Speak your so I'm on the executive board. I'm a big shot. Okay. But again, I don't know what else she wants. They stopped. It's over. Go on to the next play. Stop. So, after this, there's like four minutes to go in the second quarter. Okay. 
Anyway, it goes on for like two minutes. He fast forwarded there. So like this is the part they're saying is edited out. All he does is fast forward the last four minutes of this game to show you that like play continued. So if things were so unsafe, if this was such a safety issue, then why why did you finish the game? That makes no sense. Why'd you finish the half? And so halftime they call the game. And obviously it's not dangerous at all because they continued playing. And it goes on to say here that uh, they go at halftime. The game ended as planned. The officials walked over, explained to them that this kind of behavior is exactly why officials are leaving in droves. As the fans were exiting the field, five cops, three Melrose field administrators and five members of the Charlestown executive board monitored the exiting process while the only Medford board member there was discussing the end of the game with his coaches, we have video that we probably will not release of, why not, of the Medford parents using the N-word uh, openly and an assistant coach from Medford threatening uh, for Medford, threatening parents and football players. Again, where's the evidence of that? I, I see a video here. I don't see that. Kelly made her way to the car with severally, with several, I think they meant to say, football players, and as they were getting in the vehicle, they were approached by Randall Clark and four Medford youth football players. They literally held her door open so she couldn't close it while insulting her with obscenities and calling our players the N-word. So if this guy did that, if the parent did that, then ban him. Ban him. It's not that hard. Ban an out-of-control parent. Period. Like, what? Like, so... So what else do you want? The, this kind of Medford behavior went on for about 45 minutes with no help from Medford staff to control the situation. Lionel Train had an anxiety attack and sat in his car. The craziness of the situation culminated in a 74-year-old Charlestown woman being attacked walking to her car by two Medford males. She was hit in the head, pushed against the fence, hit with keys, and pushed against the car. It stopped when a Charlestown coach was driving by and jumped out of his car. So let me get this straight, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. Some random 74-year-old lady was leaving a kid's football game, getting into her car, minding her own business, when out of nowhere, two young thugs from, from Medford, we know they're from Medford, how? They just start kicking the shit out of her. Just start kicking the shit out of an elderly woman. Right? Yeah. And... No one was arrested. There's no, do we have a name for these people? How do you know they're from Medford? Who are they? I mean, I'd like, I'd like to do a blog shaming the two men who were arrested for hitting a 74 year old. And if they weren't arrested for that, then guess what? It's fucking made up. If there's, I will not fucking believe you'd have to be so stupid to believe that two grown men could attack an elderly woman in a parking lot in the middle of the day and not get arrested for it. If you cannot produce for me two names of two people from Medford who were arrested for that, then you're a fucking liar. We've already proven that you're a liar because two kids did not hit any kid who started the whole thing, by the way, from that. So I got this one one parent from Charlestown in the inbox. Uh, we, we might have a boomer situation here. I guess I need something else on my laptop. Can't be downloaded. No, you don't need anything. You don't need anything. 
you just click the button, okay? Like StreamYard, guys, for those of you unfamiliar with it, it's probably the most user-friendly streaming website that there is. You get the link, you click join, and then you're in. That's it. That's that's the whole process. You need an email address to get in. That's it. That's it. You don't even have to verify the email address. So you just click it and you're in. Period. So I don't know what going on back here, but she's saying she can't get in. She goes, the issues were also on the stands with their parents. Again, I'm not looking for a back and forth in the inbox right now. I'm offering you, Victoria, a chance to come up here and talk about it since you were featured in the blog. Because as we see down here, I I got the police report. They say there's another one. I'd like to see it. And by the way, this is the this is the poor little 12-year-old. Poor number 12 that was uh, started the whole thing and got punched. This is how we're supposed to feel bad for this kid. Look what he's writing on on um, whatever snap talk. Lil Middle School beef, dead dogs. Medford is fucking shit. N words was trying get crazy during the game and got his ass smacked. N words don't want to see me off the field. Yeah, this kid's a real. Vi- I feel so bad for this this poor kid. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. This shit talking is crazy. Y'all not on shit. And that's on dead dogs. N-words stay chatting on. And I don't know what any of this means. I don't speak junior hood booger. I don't know what any of that means. Um, But all I know is it's clearly not the words of a child who is the victim of anything. Stop telling me this kid's a victim. He's not a victim of shit. He's fine. He'll be okay. All we have here are a bunch of grownups, a bunch of adults who want to exert what little authority they have over children. They were older men and they ran to the car. Yeah. Okay. Let me try on my phone. Yeah. Give it a shot. Okay. So let's read some more of this. Um, so here's the actual police report. I won't bore you with the whole thing, but there's no mention. There's a mention of like arguments in the parking lot and sporadic fights. It sounded like a mess. Not going to lie. But again, Play the game with no parents. <laughs> like, don't punish the kids. That's all I'm saying. Stupid. So this is Victoria Dosti. She's uh, she wants to come on, if we can get her on. And uh, there she is. Uh, this is how we roll for our kids. Actions, no speaking. We make moves, founded and directed by yours truly. This is how we roll for our kids. Okay. Now she is mocking the parent from Medford who put that video out all over social media. So uh, she's saying things like, oh, we did stay classy. That's why we still have a season next year. Well, your boys will have to search for a new place to play because their parents fit. I mean, what kind of cunt does something like this? Who says that about kids? Ha ha. Your kids don't get to play. Do you feel good about yourself as a grown up? Like, do, do you feel good? Does that make you happy that children can't play a freaking game? Do you feel better about yourself? I bet you. I bet you feel good. I bet you that feels really good to exclude children from something. What is wrong with these people? What is wrong with them? Nothing. We, you are, are you dumb? I coach for basketball. I started my own tournament out here. Okay. Good job. Okay. You should probably walk off now. Like your team should have that last Sunday. Why don't you punk? Why don't your punk ass unblock me from not being able to comment on statuses? Thought so. Keep talking, and you can get 
Your ass whooped too, cause now you're pissing me off talking about someone lying about y'all punk ass, so loser ass parents attacking our elderly, which definitely happened. You're really a fucking drug box who had a failed career. Your uh, embarrassment for your son. Look at him. Look at him. LMAO in those pics. He's clearly sick of you and your BS shenanigans. So this woman's allowed at the game. You got to act ratchet like this and you're allowed at the game, but that other parent is, is bad. I mean, this is both, this is parents on both sides acting out of control. Like don't, don't act like there's a good guy and a bad guy. There's not. Brandon can't be nice. All he wants, but when he takes shots and allows y'all adults to take shots at our kids, that's nobody's taking shots at kids. He's mad because he knows what happened after it was caused this. He's not going to keep lying on things when he knows what the parents did that made everything unsafe for our kids. Okay. No one was unsafe. Relax. Okay. So, I mean, just a whole lot of caps. And how about this one? Why edit and not show the entire game? Why not just upload the entire video and not one person? Because there's only one incident in question. That's why. And now one person is speaking on the dangers of the parents on the sides who rushed the field. He ran onto the sideline and he was kicked off by the coaches in about five seconds. What are you talking about? They, they make it seem like the parents stormed the field and like started taking it over like the Bastille. Relax. Numerous times at that, you hear them, the person posting this, talking about hitting woman and then has the nerve to say it was fabricated. Our elderly got assaulted. Our elderly. <laughs> Our elderly. <laughs> the entire video was watched by the league, not just the clips to make you and your team look good. You could literally hear him and the coach talking. I mean, okay. It just keeps going. And they keep posting it, and she's crying about uh, it just never stops. So anyway, the guy tried messaging her and she was rude to him and she's crying about this play too. Like, so this is the, this is a good encapsulation of just like, dude, out of control parents. This woman should not be allowed at games either. Watch this place. She complains about it. This big boy thing. Number 76 from Med or 71 from Medford. Watch this. Ready? Watch this. Pushes him. Yeah, it's fucking football. What do you think? She's complaining about that. That's that's called football. Have they not heard of football in Charlestown before? Let's go. Hit that like button, baby. It's really not that big a deal, lady. It's not that big a deal. You'll be okay. Um, So let's see if uh, I don't see her in the comments. So I don't know, Victoria. If you can't figure out how this works, it's really just pressing a button. I guess you don't want to come on that badly after all. Let me... uh. I'm going to send you a message from Clarence Woods Emerson. I guess I'll just try calling you on there. I don't know. Um, I can try calling you on here. But you're going to have to uh, answer my message. I don't know if she can mess. I messaged you on Clarence. Clarence Woods. I mean, I gave her like 30 minutes to figure out how this show works. She couldn't figure it out. Not surprising. She can't figure out how to take her caps lock button off either. But um, anyway, while, while we're the town elder, the town, I mean, that's what it sounds like. You assaulted our elder, our elders. Why'd you bring your elders? 
Reminds me of Nathan Phillips, that fake Indian guy. Boomer World is insane. So um, I'm doing an interview on Wednesday with uh, this, this attorney. I don't even know his real name. He goes by Merb on YouTube. He's, uh, I don't know if he's a Peter eater or what he, he's, he seems friendly with them. And that's how I, he's a regular, he's like their go-to guy when they ask legal questions or whatever, but he interviewed Lauren Laguna, uh, the other night. And I thought it was, it was last night actually. And I watched it and I thought it was, I'm like, oh, this is fair. Like she allowed him to, or he allowed her to talk. Uh, he asked her questions. They talked about a lot of things, but they also talked about her situation with crusty panties. And the allegations that she'd been making, because he obviously was unfamiliar with this. So I, I messaged him today and I said, I can clear up anything you want to talk about. And, you know, I could probably better explain it than she can. Cause I got the documents and all that, anything you need, anything you want. Cause I stand by everything I say. Also, I think there's this misperception, uh, on the, in these YouTube streets that the followers of crusty panties, not that I care that much about their opinion, but they don't really know who I am and what I do because their entire understanding of who I am comes from Kate's lies, her outright lies. And so they, you know, they laugh at the idea as a journalist. Mm, actually I am. I mean, I've been credited by lots of major media outlets, uh, including Boston magazine last month who did a piece on me for my reporting on Monica Cannon Grant. I've won, uh, I was voted Worcester County's top media news, Worcester County's top news outlet back to back years by the people they voted us in. So I've got a pretty extensive resume when it comes to that sort of thing. So he obviously doesn't, I mean, he's from California, so he doesn't know who I am. And most of these people that follow her are not local. So if you were local, you would know who Turtle Boy is, but they're not. And so their understanding is that I'm just this guy who lies about everything because that's what that's the lie that she's fed them. And that's all part of her misinformation campaign uh, to discredit me and, and the things that I'm doing. And basically when she does that, it makes them think, well, she, he must be lying about Kate too. So all this child abuse and child neglect allegations, it must be untrue because he's just a liar. That's what she's told us. And I thought he was interesting because he actually listened and I'm like, oh, so there are people in this community that actually listen. And he's going to listen to me. So he's going to do an interview of me on Wednesday on his channel. I'll have the thing for you, uh, that it happens to be the day after crusty panties, um, has her, uh, day in court. She has a, uh, the Boston police filed a criminal complaint against Kate. Hold on one sec. Hold on. I see it. I'm trying to get on for some reason. The laptop won't let me trying my phone now. It's been 30 minutes, dear. Like how fucking like, what do you do? What does that mean? Trying you hit a I sent you a link. You just click the link. That's it. You just click the link and then you are in. I know these are really hard steps for you to handle. I'm not here to mock you, but what the fuck? You just hit the goddamn fucking link. Okay, so now we're messaging on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, so Kate has her uh, hearing, Krusty Panties has her hearing with the Boston police on Tuesday. They have filed a criminal complaint against her for violating a harassment prevention order on September 6th. Uh, Kate has a 
uh, had a full year. She had a hearing for a restraining order uh, and it didn't go very well. She had a lawyer. Uh, it did not go over. I'm going to call you. Okay. We, we'll talk about that after. Let me talk to this woman here. Hello. Hold on one second. Let me bring this up. Hold on so people can hear it. Can you guys hear her? Can you uh, say something so people can... Can you guys hear her? Can you guys hear her? Let me know if you guys can hear her. I want to make sure. Okay. No, they can't. So what happened with the StreamYard? The StreamYard won't work? Okay, hold on one second. It's okay. Oh, let me try it this way. All right. So now people should be able to hear you. Can we hear? Can you say something now? So test it out so people can hear you. Can you guys hear? All right. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear her? Let me know in the comments. All right, they can hear you. Okay. So what did I get wrong on this blog? What's the deal? So for the most part, from what I've seen so far, um, as far as the game itself was correct, oh. there was a scuffle. You know what I mean? That happens in football. Of course, my daughter's been playing for Charlestown her entire life. This was her last year. So I've been around for a long time, and I know about football. You know what I mean? So obviously, the scuffles happen, things happen. But ultimately, the aftermath of the parents and the the problems going on in the stands that are not seen on that video is why the game did need to as well be called because it got to the point where it was just dangerous but no but but that happened afterwards that didn't that happened after right. the game so, was called so, so let's i just want to make one thing clear they were never ejected from the playoffs because of the game ending they were ejected from the playoffs from what I, my knowledge so, is because of what happened with the, the parents afterwards. Why did the game end? The game came from what I know is because it was just getting a little too rough. I overheard the wow. refs myself say, yeah, the, the refs myself, I heard them saying to our coaches, like, it's getting too much between the parents on the stands and just the tension with the kids. Well, but there was there was obviously I mean I saw that woman threaten to call the game. That woman Kelly threatened to call the game. There was no reason to call that game. It was a stupid minor well, scuffle and that's Kelly, it got broken up which, and that was the end of it. Right, which make which I understand. But ultimately Kelly's job is not only to protect our team, but everybody on that field. You understand? So if it's getting to the point where it seems as though what's the point of us going through to this game? This was our last game for Charlestown. They had the playoffs. Still. Yeah. And don't so you think that's more fucked up? To... Don't you think that's that... more? Don't you think that's more fucked up? That it's like, well, you guys don't give a shit, but they didn't get into the playoffs because of that. No, they were already in the playoffs because they were automatically already in the playoffs. But they're not. They but that's my whole up. point, and they're not in the playoffs now. They're not in the playoffs now because of what happened afterwards. Okay, so but... if they if they just didn't show up at all, they get in the playoffs. No, what happened in. The game said they were was in not ultimately what stopped them from being in the playoffs. What happened afterwards with the parents and the coaches unable to control the situation and their director running and hiding in the car, 
that showed that there was no type of control on that end. So why keep allowing so you're, them to but play? Why, is, why, are the, why is the team responsible for the behavior of an out-of-control parent? Because ultimately, ultimately, as coaches, it's our responsibility to make sure the kids are protected. They can't. You can't stop a ratchet parent. If a ratchet parent's gonna act ratchet, then ban the ratchet parent. Don't ban the kids. And I hundred percent agree with that. No, I a hundred percent agree with that. What's the problem? The problem is that it wasn't just one parent. It was the load of the parents after the game. They were told to leave. They were told to leave after the game, and nobody left from them. Did any coaches? Punch anyone in the parking lot, cause any problems? I'm, I was on the street side where the woman was attacked that you guys keep saying she wasn't. You were the 74-year-old. We yeah, so let's talk about that. So a seven, was one in the parking lot. Who was this? You, a 74-year-old elder, the village elder was there. Yes. And she was just attacked for no reason. And you went. So what I saw happen, she was walking to her car, and the men came from the field, and they, they bumped into each other and just attacked her, called her a white bitch, and hit her. Because she had on a Charlestown sweater. So just like a 70... So, let me get this straight. so you wanted me to believe that this is less believable than Jussie Smollett, that a 74-year-old woman is just walking along in a parking lot, little old granny, and then these two black not guys... parking lot. You're not getting it right. Okay. She wasn't in the parking lot. She was on the street Who side. Who cares where she is? She She's was walking. not in the parking so lot. That's... She came from the parking lot and walked around the whole entire field to get okay. to her car. Okay. And when okay. she was getting to her car, these men, as well as a woman, but the woman didn't hit her. It was just the men. The, okay. the woman that was with them was trying to break it up. And the men bumped into her, and they exchanged words, and then they started hitting her. So, so that's so it's two men, two men for men. It was two. I I know exactly. I seen the, one of the men. Who? What's his name? Because I ended up parking my car and jumping out to make sure she was okay. What's his name? And I seen the car that they jumped it. They what's, were in a four door white car. What's his name? And then they flew down the street. What's his name? I don't know his name. I'm not supposed to know his name if I don't know. Because him. he was arrested, obviously, right? He wasn't arrested because oh, so he left the scene so, before the cops made it to the oh, other side. And you, the and cops you, were all oh, in the parking lot. So you there can't, were five police officers oh, out of the whole ordeal. So you can beat up old women, and as long as police don't witness it, you don't get arrested. I didn't know that. That's cool. So that's what so you're telling you me. You, you can just – so in, in the streets of Melrose, elderly women just get attacked by people all the time, and as long as the cops don't see it, fair game. No arrests. That's what you want me the to believe. The cops weren't standing right there. Okay. Were the cops standing right there? Yeah. No, the cops were in the parking lot controlling the parents, or at least trying to control the parents that were out of control. Okay, so you, you're the totally cop, missing the point. We called the cops to come on our side. We couldn't even get through the 911. You're totally missing the point. You expect me to believe that an elderly woman was attacked by two grown men, and the two grown men were not arrested for it. You expect me to believe when they that. run off the scene? When they run off the scene and jump in their car and drive off? And you didn't get a license plate? You didn't get a license plate? No, we didn't get a license oh, so you, plate. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, that's car. really believable. Right. You didn't get a license plate. Ah, uh, yeah. Really believable. You know, that nobody, you know, nobody believes that, right? When like, they already flew across that, the street. First of all, I'm telling you right now, I'm not retarded. That never happened. What you're saying, obviously. You're a little retarded if you don't believe it did happen. I mean, because at, least I could, at least I could figure out how to get on stream yet. No offense. Talking about me retarded. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, okay. you and your insults. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the parents were ultimately the price. That they're the reason why these kids are paying this price right now. 
So yeah, so you admit, so you admit, so you admit, you're punishing, you're, you're, you're enjoying the punishing kids. I 100% don't feel as though the whole Medford should have got ejected. You are enjoying, you're like relishing, and you're like, fuck, these kids can't even play. Ha! Does that make you feel good? That like a bunch of kids can't no, play? No, I'm actually making fun of their coach that wants to sit here and sit here and let these people, grown adults, attack our children on a social platform. When Randall went out to the field, what did the coach say? When Randall went out to the field. What did the coach say? What did the Medford coach they say? They told him to get up. Yeah. Did he leave the game? No, he stayed. He stayed, and at the end of the game, he started attacking our parents. So wait, so he did he kick did him he off the field? Did he leave the game completely? Did Randall leave the game completely, or did he stay there? And so the, so the it's so game? it's the so it's the Medford coach's job to eject fans. They're the, they're the cops now. Their 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 job is to eject fans. But it's their job to have the cops there to do their job, and they didn't. Nobody. So did. it's their job, Medford coach's job, to get Melrose. All the coaches' jobs. Whoever whoever is a part of that league, it's their job so to make sure. So why didn't are why didn't your team make sure that that coach that that player was ejected? Why is that Medford's job? What do you mean? It's their player. It's their. It's, it's not. Their it's person. just. It's a father. It's their parent. Oh, it's there. So he belongs. You're not to making it. sense. Why would oh, Charles? I'm the one Charles down. She right. she went over there and told them what they needed to do. Y'all belittled her for doing her job. Belittled who? No, she did more than her but, job. But she like she wants. Oh, come come talking on. about Kelly. She wanted when to she exert her authority. She was on a power trip. Silly. That was her job. That was not her job. That's her on a power trip. I'm on the e-board. <laughs> no, that's her job to make sure that all the kids are safe. So then how come how come those two kids from Medford were rejected, but not the kid from Charlestown who started the whole thing? I don't know why they didn't why, why that didn't happen. Do you think he should have been? Do I think he should have been? If the kids from what I seen in the video? Yeah. And from, from what I seen from the whole game. From the video. From the video or from the whole game? Because the video isn't showing the whole video. From what I, from what it looks like to me, is he's trying to get up after he made a play, and some other players just attacked him. Okay, so that, but that's he he pushed him down. That's what we saw in the video. It's very obvious. It's un, indisputable. Okay, so then if that's the case, then he should have been ejected. But Thank was you. he? No, that's okay. that's not my call. So you agree? That's the refs fucked that up. The refs fucked that one. That's not my call. If he did do what you guys are saying that you think he did is push him back down, then maybe he should have been, but he wasn't. So I, the players that ran in, that weren't even on the field, were ejected. So because they weren't even on the field. So they were on the sideline. Everybody stayed on the sideline. They didn't even go in the field. Everyone stayed on the sideline. That whole thing took place on the sideline. Yeah, right there on the sideline on the field. There were still people on the field as well. The incident of the pushing all took place on the sideline. Okay. Okay. But either way, let's go back to the assaulting of the 74-year-old woman. So you witnessed this happening, and you saw two grown men. I was men. driving off when what they happened, like? as I seen her walking oh, around they, the, Can the you give field. me a description of the attackers? Yeah, one of them was an older black guy, probably in his 50s, bald-headed. So the woman that was with him had on cheetah print pants. And then there was another guy. I'm not exactly sure what he looked like because he was running off before I could see him. So a 50-year-old, bald, black guy, about how tall? Probably about 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, maybe. Oh, big guy. He wasn't too big. Okay, so a five foot five, fifty year old black guy with the woman with cheetah pants, and so he assaulted the old woman, and the other guy hit her too. The two men assaulted the woman. Three and men. The lady so that was with so them was trying so to break it up. So it's three men now, not two. No, it's the two men. Okay. The two men. 
and then the one woman and the woman was trying to actually stop them from attacking the woman but they just kept on okay and so our coach jumped out and our coach you got shorty mcgee there you got you got 50 year old shorty mcgee there the 50 year old five five ball black guy what does the other guy look like when my mother described him as is he had um, a lock he had locks my mother and he, he was a little bit younger than him he wasn't he wasn't as old as the guy that the first one. My mother? What's your mom got to do with this? Because she was there as well. So your mom we was all there. We were all there. And you both witnessed. So there was multiple people who witnessed two grown men assault an elderly yeah. woman, and not a single one of you thought it would be a good idea to get their license plate before they drove off. Because where they were parked, they had to run through the intersection and across the street to get into their car. And I chased them across the street. But you didn't but I wasn't running through no intersection and getting hit by a car because oh. of a license plate. Oh, okay. there, there are cameras. There got to be cameras in the intersection. Okay. So you called the police when this happened, correct? You told the police? We tried to call the police and it wouldn't go through because there was so oh. many calls being called okay. because you, of what was going on in the you, lot. So you, what you witnessed, you said so you- finally got through is when the cops walked over and took the, the incident report probably and, 10, 15 you, minutes later. And you told them that you saw two, you, you just told me that you saw two grown men assault a- we all did, and they didn't. And the police barely took any, any, anything really? from anybody. So the Melrose police are just cool with people beating up the elderly. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm not saying that. But at the end of the Sounds day, like there was only a limited amount of police officers there. There were only five officers throughout the whole ordeal. Okay, and but like obviously, a 74 year old woman getting jumped would be kind of like high priority for them. No. Yeah, I believe so. I would hope so. Doesn't and sound like sure it. Sounds like they were just like whatever. Sounds like they were just like, oh well. Sometimes old women get beat up. What are you gonna do? No, I'm pretty sure this is an ongoing investigation, from what oh, I'm being told. Yeah. So have they narrowed down their suspects? I'm I mean, not sure. I don't know anything about we that. We should but find these guys because this sounds serious. They, they actually, should. They yeah, definitely they should. should because what happened was not okay. No, at a kids' football game. So why? So why, should, so why should? So why should? Why should? Why should? Why should the children of Medford? Be prevented from playing football because some fifty-year-old five-five guy attacked the seventy-four-year-old woman after the game. Why should the children of Medford? It's be not just about the attack, and that's something you're not understanding. Okay, oh. these parents were out of control. Mm -hmm. They were verbally assaulting these children, calling them pussies, telling them they're bitches because we ended the game. Okay, we have grown men. The bruised eagles, and I called one of them out, and the girl in the comments, Larissa, made it very clear she knew exactly who I was talking about, and admitted that he was over there assaulting our kids verbally and trying to physically. You understand? So oh, it got to the point where these grown men are basically now at this point trying to attack our kids and us. Why would we continue to have this game going on, or why would we continue to stand there and let it happen instead of just removing our kids from the situation? Ultimately, we, the, the game is not to come in and fight with the parents, right? The kids are to be playing. It's not the parents' game. Yeah. So when you got grown men Thank ready you. to jump over Thank the you. students. Thank you. So then let the kids play. Why are you the parent yeah, right. telling kids they can't play? Well, I, feel as though, I feel as though, and this is what I've been saying from the beginning, I don't feel as though, and I'm not on the league, so I don't make the calls, right? But... The younger teams, I don't feel like it's fair that the whole Medford got ejected. I feel as though that team and the parents that hit, that that were there at the game, they should deal with the consequences of their actions. It's not fair to the younger kids. Absolutely not. 
And then everyone said right. that it was so we agree. So we agree. So we agree no, that the Medford that. should be and allowed to play. We agree. What was that? Medford should be allowed to play, you think? No, Medford should not. All of them should not be allowed to play. So we don't the, agree. The, the, the 7th and 8th graders, they got what they, they should not be able to Why? play. What, what Why? Tell me what they did wrong. Tell me what those Tell me what those 7th and 8th graders did wrong. You don't think that the parents... Tell me what the kids did wrong. Tell me what the kids did wrong. Fight with our kids in the parking lot is not a call for them to be ejected. Tell me what the kids did wrong. You don't think that the parents bringing them to the lot instead of leaving. What was that? Tell me what the kids did wrong. They were fighting as well. That's not in any reports. So, So the kids were beating up old women too. No, they were arguing and fighting with them in the parking lot. The woman got attacked on the street side. So the, not on the parking so lot. So this is no, your story is changing. Now, now the story's changing. Now the story's changing because that's not in any police report. No, it's not changing. It's been the same since the beginning. No, actually, it's she not. Was not in the parking lot. She walked from the parking lot and came to the street side where she was parked at. The so attack the, happened on the street. So no, but so what kids? What? Why did the kids? So before, so. Kids, kids actually attacked people. The, the kids were arguing with each other and fighting with each other, and the adults were egging them on in the parking lot. Okay, so instead of leaving, like so the, they were told. So the Charlestown kids and the Medford kids were arguing with each other, but the only Medford kids were supposed to leave. The Medford parents were supposed to leave. They were told all to leave so that Charlestown okay. could wait and then right. Leave okay, so well. the parents didn't do what they were they supposed. Didn't. The, the parents didn't do what you told them to do, so the kids have to be punished. So you don't think that their leadership as parents is ultimately the cost of, of what happened? No. You, you know what I would do? Actually, you know what I would do as a normal human being in this situation? I would say no parents at the next game. I, I agree. I'd probably say the same so thing. So the 7th and 8th grade kids get to play, no parents. Mm-hmm. Problem which, solved. Which probably would have been that, – that would have been okay – I think that would have been a decent thing, but I'm not on the league. That's what I'm here to do. So Come up with a decent they compromise. Had to do what they had to do to let the kids everybody. play. So you were me. Let the kids play. No parents. Let the kids play. But do you understand that the season's already over? Like the ne- the last game is tomorrow, and and that's let it. the kids of Medford play tomorrow. That's, let them play. Free my boys from Medford. Let them play. But, but do you not understand Medford that the kids are show up with your pads come? tomorrow. Show up with your cleats. You guys are playing. You're bumping out, stone them. That's your seed. Sorry, kids. Go back home. You'll be okay. Eat your cheese sandwiches. The children in Medford get to play football tomorrow. So let me ask you this, though. Why didn't the – let me ask you this. You don't think the parents should have did that the last game? What? That's kind of English. Like, I don't understand what you're saying. You don't under, You don't think that the parents should have just walked away on Sunday knowing that their kids were going into the playoffs and just ending it there? Sure. I think that if, if what you're saying is true, they should have the parents should have walked away. Yes, they should have just went like they were supposed to. Yes, if this what you're is saying what is ultimately true, yes. was the problem. The the fighting and everything else going on was unsafe for everybody. Okay, so again, agree. Parents acted badly. Kids shouldn't be punished yeah. for it. We agree. I don't think that the younger kids should be punished. No, no we don't. No, no, the, the seventh and eighth grade kids. The seventh and eighth grade kids should not be punished. They should because they all were. Uh, we were just made progress thirty seconds ago. Thirty seconds ago, I don't you think should. That all the league, the whole, the whole Medford should be out. 
But I feel as though the seventh and eighth graders need and the parents have to deal with their consequences. Why should I, what did the seventh and eighth graders do? They did nothing. They were all fighting at the end of the game. With Charlestown kids. It takes two to tango. It does take two to tango, but when you're told to walk off the field and leave, why weren't they leaving? Because they're seventh grade. They because they don't have off. fucking driver's licenses because they're 12. Because they're fucking 12. Because the they can't take an Uber. On. What are you talking and about? If parents the kids on, then that's the problem. Oh, so it's, okay. I got to go. I got to cut this short. Thank you for coming on. I bet you do got to cut it short because you're not making sense. Yes, buddy. I'm the one that's not making sense here. Right. Yeah, yeah. y'all not yeah, making yeah, sense. Yeah, you don't right. got the full story, but it's all right. All right. All right. Have a good night. Go Mets. All right. Bye. All right, Clarence. Nice knowing you. Nice knowing you. Okay. I just, I couldn't go in circles anymore. I couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, that just kind of proves my whole point there. This is this is not about uh, this is about egos of parents that just get in the way and kids are getting harmed. Now this is why I don't do youth football. I watch that. I'm like, nope, we'll stick to soccer in this house. I'm not getting involved in that ratchet ass world. No, thank you. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, real quick announcement: if you guys enjoy the program and you'd like to contribute to it, um, we do have a donation button. I don't have a freestyle, um, but I uh, you can click on the link at the top pinned to the top. It's called turtle chat. And when you click on that, you can, um, donate, uh, whatever amount of money you want. And when you do that, you get to write a message and I will get an email message and I will bring it up on the big screen like this. We have to do this because we're banned from monetizing this channel. So we have to get ghetto like this. Um, let me pull this up. That was hard to listen to, but it's entertaining. Let's be honest. So we got one dono here. From Carlin. Uh, oh, Carlin's back. Let's see what Carlin's got to say. So Carl, Dr. Carlin Borsanko says, Mark Rondaza has a tiny penis. Yikes. That's slander. Don't believe me? He won't represent my reporter friend. <laughs> we could talk about that for a minute. For attacking a politician with a small, tiny penis. I rarely tweet. Rarely. <laughs> but this was such an important issue. I had to tweet about it because I'm a libertarian journalist. Both my husband and my boyfriend have big penises. Unlike Mark Randaza. Don't believe me about my boyfriend's big dick. Literally ask any kids that live near him. <laughs> They'll tell you. Uh, God, I'm so sick of being so beautiful and dealing with small penis attorneys that won't help my friends for free. So, Carlin, uh, I appreciate the dono. It's not nice to say about Mark, okay? But, uh, again, if anybody else would like to donate, they can click on that link and do it that way. Let me bring up here. This is actually funny. So Joe, last week we talked about, we did a whole show on Carlin Borisenko and her insanity. Uh, and I am going to, let's see, pull up here. Conversation. Okay. Uh, I pull it up. The, this tweet beef that's been going on here because it's absolutely hilarious. I see Mark is in the comments. So let me bring up uh, the tweets here because this I woke up to this yesterday and it was so delightful. Okay. So <laughs> this is how it starts. You're unable. Did Carlin make her thing private? Oh, no. Okay. She didn't. All right. So 
or yeah so uh she wrote what's this one in other news mark mark randaza is a serious next level asshole she writes okay so why did she say that well he goes sweet i leveled up <laughs> and she goes own it like if you like dude but i saw that letter you sent joa and i've never seen such an obvious confession of a man admitting as a small penis some women like tiny dicks mark i wish you luck finding one so she goes and this is the letter that mark sent her. let me read this to you you might not be able to read it, so I'll just read it out loud because this is hilarious. I don't know if I can zoom in. It doesn't let you zoom in. Actually, I can probably bring it up over here. Screenshot that. Actually, can you guys read that? I'll just read oh, that, that. You can probably read that. All right. It says... um. Come on. An official letterhead, nonetheless. Correct. Very official. Come on, Fupa computer. Okay. Dear, so Joe Orga sent Mark Randaza. Remember last week they were talking about we're going to sue Don Bolduck for slander or something because he said he, he hit me and I didn't really hit him. Did a whole show on it last week. So they, they last week they were claiming to have a slam dunk case and they had attorneys lined up. It turns out they didn't have attorneys lined up. So they started just Googling First Amendment attorneys and Mark probably is one of the first people that comes up. So they sent him a thing and Joe's like, can you represent me on a contingency? So contingency is when you, some lawyers will take contingency bases when they smell money at the end of the rainbow, when they know that this is going to get settled. And they're like, yeah, sure. Cause this will be, cause your time is the most valuable asset that any human being has, let alone an attorney. Your time is even more valuable because you get to charge hundreds of dollars an hour. So those billable hours could be spent on something else. And Mark has a $2,500 consultation fee too. And not all attorneys have that, but he does. Cause again, your time is valuable. And if you're going to pitch something to him, it's got to be worth his time. You know, he could be spending that time working on other stuff, whatever. And so Joe doesn't like that, which is fine. You don't have to pay that. Go to another attorney then. But Joe expects these people to do it for free, apparently, because he's got such a slam dunk case. And so Mark writes this letter in response. I'm sending this letter on behalf of Rendaza uh, Group, uh, PLLC. To formally decline to represent you in your matter against, I assume that's Don Bolduck, you have indicated that you wish to be represented on a contingent basis and that you are upset that we have sent you a consultation agreement that requires payment for the consultation. In fact, the word you used was insulting. You stated that we needed to take your case, quote, more seriously. And you also informed my paralegal that your friends are, quote, really smart. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, your friends are really smart, and they advised you to not sign our consultation agreement. Your really smart friends, doctor. She's a doctor, guys. She's uh, really smart. Um, my time is valuable, and I have the right to sell it whatever price I choose. 
We are not communists and we are not slaves. We get paid for our work. When we choose to take a case on a contingency, that is because we are motivated to do so for numerous reasons. None of these reasons are, quote, because my friend said you should. <laughs> Part of the purpose of our consultation process, which we have carefully developed over time, is to screen for clients that we anticipate would be nothing but a pain in our ass. The screening process has done its job here. You could tell your smart friends that means we don't want to represent you because you're afraid because you're already a pain in our ass. Congratulations on somehow finding friends though. <laughs> to whatever extent you may have a case, a subject upon which I am rendering no opinion, you should take it up with another lawyer. You should do so without delay because you might have a statute of limitations or other deadline for your claims if you have one. You should make sure that any advice you get is from a lawyer and not from a really smart friend who I can already tell are idiots. I do not want to represent you. My offer to consult with you is revoked. I want nothing to do with you. Please take comfort. I have taken your matter, quote, more seriously. This letter is the result. That is the greatest rejection letter I've ever read. So that. That was hilarious. And so that's the thing that she was talking about. And she doesn't like this. Carlin doesn't like this. And so Carlin responds. Uh, let's see. Oh, so here's Joe. Joe, let's see what Joe has got to say. So there's a thing you get. Uh, <laughs> let's bring up Joe's whole Twitter over here, breaking the flaw. So, um, let's see. So he says, defamation is a false statement, he says to Mark. So he's lecturing Mark about defamation here. So Joe is really smart. He went to law school with the doctor, Carlin. He says, defamation is a false statement published to a third party by the actor of and concerning the plaintiff. Yeah, you're going to let, I'm sure Mark's like, oh shit, I didn't know that tending to cause damage to the plaintiff's reputation. Mark Rendaza, you're not helping your cause. So I'm sure Mark feels very stupid now that Joe Orga has given him legal advice here. Ironically, the people he mocks as being smart are the same ones who invited him to his to this speaking event. Did you know that? And I can put whatever that means. And then he says here, Oh, this is the best. There's a thing called you get a third from the win. I've had pro bone. There's a thing called you get a third from the win. But that's the thing, Joa. You're so stupid. You're not going to win anything. What are you going to win? Who defamed you? You have no idea what defamation is. Um, first of all, he could easily argue you're a public figure because you're, you're a kind of a big deal on YouTube, my friend. You're breaking the flaw. We've written about you several times. And you would have to prove malice in that case. You would have to prove that Don Bolduck, in the heat of the moment, intentionally lied about you, knew that he was lying about you, and did so to inflict damages upon you, which you can't do. So there's you, one third of zero dollars is zero. So that's why nobody's taking up you on your silly, stupid lawsuit that was not meant to be. Now, uh, Carlin says here, where can we get that? I've been assaulted, threatened, and slandered by police and sheriffs. 
I'm innocent. I've never touched, slandered, assaulted anyone. No criminal record. Dude, I saw you got arrested by the Worcester police. You need to fuck around my YouTube channel and find out what you've been missing. Okay, we'll get right on that, Joe. We'll get right on that. <laughs> oh, this is great. This guy goes. Okay, let me pull this up here. Aiden knows more about that. I do. I'm pretty skilled. I mean, I've I've learned from experience, unfortunately. It kind of sucks, but um, so we got down here. Joey says, glad uh, Mark is a terrible lawyer. It's like, then why are you so mad? Like, so why do you why did you reach out to him then? Okay, okay. Not exactly sure. A two thousand dollar consultation fee is <laughs> absurd. Absur it's absurd. Two minute synopsis of events should be heard should be heard says who it's not your time to decide i've done this before i've won many times as well what lawsuits has joe orga ever won did i miss that one i'm from rhode island and have a good court record for winning rhode island is very corrupt okay <laughs> excuse me my consultation fee is twenty five hundred dollars don't want to pay for it go find a more modestly modestly priced lawyer you want to talk to me about a plaintiff side defamation case conflicting me out of the defense and not pay for my time fuckest thou joe says i felt it was worthy of listening you twisted my call back and sent a nasty letter you should be ashamed of yourself he's like oh you're the actual guy oh my god have you ever seen the footage of freaking freaking.com you may reconsider and mark says oh yes i agree with your politics i just don't like you I don't like your friends. I don't like your face. I don't like how annoying you are. I don't like you. I wish you well. I hope you have a wonderful night life, but with me having no part of it. Okay. <laughs> and somebody says, this is a major lesson that the libertarians need to learn. You can't be boosting and banking on hideously unlikable people. Exactly. Like unfuckable. I would add to some of these people, just hideous looking creatures. Where's the part where Dr. Carlin talks about small penises and shit? She had one rant on here. She was just going nuts. Let me see Dr. Carlin. Where'd she go? She must have blocked him, I'm guessing, because you can't even see her. Oh, she blocked me. <laughs> she blocks everyone. She's not fun. The good doctor. Can I not see her? I mean, she. I'm on a fake account right now. She she hasn't blocked this account, but she was talking. I don't know. Whatever. She's retarded. Uh, you guys get the point. She went on a rant about small penises because she had nothing else to say. But okie dokie. Um, why don't we do a little where you repping right now, guys? We haven't had a chance to do that. Let me know in the comments right now where are you watching the Turtle Boy live show from tonight? Go ahead. Wait, did they call Arizona? Don't tell me Carrie Lake lost. Did she lose? As of Saturday night, CBS estimates the race for governor is a toss-up. Democrat Katie Hobbs was leading Trump back Harry Lake by 34,000 votes. That's not good. All right, let's see where people are from. Brockton's in the house. Malden, Dudley, Baltimore, Skituit, Tucson, Nashua, Attleboro, Manchog, 
Naples, Florida. Um, Dudley's in the house. Uh, Union, New Jersey's back. Malden is here. Brockton, Hanson, Matterpan, Mashpee. Uh, oh, wow. They called the Nevada Center race. Unbelievable. Boston, Auburn, Glendale, Arizona. Kate Peters mine rent free. Brookline is in the house. Dudley, Hudson, New Hampshire. Bob Murchison, spare bedroom since oh, his wife did leave him. I forgot about that. Tucson Turtles in the house. Westwood, Vegas is here. Danvers. Okay. You know what? Uh, I do that whole goddamn. The more I think about it, the more upset I get. Katie Hobbs did not debate Carrie Lake. Wouldn't debate her because she was scared because Carrie Lake would eat her for lunch. And she hides behind this whole, well, she's an election denier, so I can't give her a platform. Bitch, she's your opponent. She's your opponent for governor. Enough of the, This is the leftist tactic that's becoming mainstream now. It's just like, well, you're. I don't have to talk to you because you're, you're beneath me and I shouldn't even be listening to your crazy ideas because that's feeding into them. That's platforming you. Enough of that shit. And this is a trend now. People didn't, debating was the most important part of a campaign until mail-in ballots started. Like probably 90% of the people who voted for John Fetterman did so before that disaster of a debate with Dr. Oz. A disaster of a debate. And that's, so that's, it's no longer about a campaign season or anything like that. It's no longer even about voting. It's just about ballots. It's about ballot harvesting. It's about just... And when you think about it, this is going... It can only favor Democrats because people are like, well, Republicans should embrace mail-in voting. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll vote by mail instead of by voting in. How does that help? My vo I still get one vote, right? How does that help me? No. You know why you know why this works out for Democrats? Sonny Huston, whatever the hell you pronounce her name, on The View the other day, she admitted that she filled out her son does not live with her, but he's still registered at the address. So she's like, Yeah, I called up my son and I um I filled out his ballot for him and I sent it in. I guarantee if her if her son was like vote for Republicans, she wouldn't have done it. So you admit that you're this is cheating. This is fraud. Like you're, you're voting for someone in someone else's name. You couldn't do that in the polling place. You couldn't go and vote, but you can do it from home. This is ridiculous. All this is doing is getting normally apathetic people who would, who are just not going to show up on election day because they don't give a shit, which is their right. You have a right to not give a shit and not vote. Our elections are so close that they should not be decided by people who don't give a shit. I'm sorry. Call me crazy. If you don't give a shit, that's your right. Please don't vote. Please don't vote. But now, it enti like entire households now, where let's say six people live in a house and only one of them was intending on voting. Well, now that head of the household is just going to fill in the other five ballots because they're goddamn mail-in. And <laughs> you just fucking mail them in. And you get six votes. This benefits Democrats. Because it's easier to canvas and go, uh, go picture going into a nursing home and just giving them all ballots, right? In an urban area, people live more closely together. Picture going to a high rise in the Bronx or something like that. 
in New York State where the governor's race is going to be really close and just handing out ballots to everyone. Here you go. Self-addressed stamp, mail them in. You can't do that in Republican areas because Republican areas are rural and we live farther apart from each other. So it's impossible to ballot harvest in red areas because what am I going to do? I'm going to drive from one farm to the next and go around collecting these ballots? No, that's not feasible. But it's so easy to ballot harvest in urban areas. So it no longer becomes about the campaign. The debates don't matter anymore. You have months to get these mail-in votes in. And so you just have people out there making sure that people just vote, vote right now. Here's, here's a ballot, vote right now. Send it on in. That's fucking insane. That is insane. That we're, that we're allowing this to happen. Every Republican state legislature, this should be the number one thing. Georgia's state legislature is entirely controlled by Republicans. Outlaw it. Ban it. It's just that simple. You can make any law you want. Florida banned it. Just do everything Florida does. Just ban it. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, their legislatures are controlled by Republicans. So just ban it. Period. Ban it. Get rid of it. It's that simple. There's a reason that they want the mail-ins. It's because it's going to help them. Now, you can call it cheating or, or not call it cheating. But it's obvious that they, they're like, we, they're like, Republicans should embrace mail-in voting. We can't. I mean, we could do it, but that doesn't help us. Because if I mail in by, if I mail in my ballot or if I go into the polls and I fill it out, it counts the same. But harvesting ballots and getting people who would not normally be, you know, to vote, to actually vote this time is so much easier in urban areas with mail-in voting. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. And we're, I mean, we're losing by razor thin margins. Adam Laxalt, if he loses it, he's going to lose by a a razor thin margin. Carrie Lake's going to lose by the way, to that woman who didn't do anything, anything. So we got a problem here, man. We got a problem. Okay. Um, so again, thank you guys. Uh, again, anybody wants to donate, uh, the turtle chat is at linked above. My cash app is dollar sign uncle turtle boy as well. I got another, um, dono here from Alex. Let me bring it up. I like going in person too. It's, it's, it's cool going in person. I like doing that. You know, so Alex just sends $20 and says, love you uncle. Thank you very much, Alex. I appreciate that. Hey, we got gift cards harvesting ballots no do you think do you know what that means i mean of course there's harvesting ballots (laughs) like all that i don't know if you know what harvesting ballots means you just go around and you collect ballots you give ballots out mailing ballots out you have people fill them out and then you collect them it's delivery not the giorno you just it makes it so much easier and democratic controlled political machines dominate major American cities where people are again close together and that makes it easier to do this. There's a reason that all of a sudden you guys just started winning everything by razor thin amounts. Just, just started happening out of nowhere. This never happened before. And every single time it's like this, like two straight elections we've had like this. 
where ah, Republicans are winning, Republicans are winning, looking good. And then all of a sudden, oh, got a couple more bags here of the mail-ins. Oh, I wonder how those are going to turn out. Oh, shocking. We've yet to have a bag of mail-in votes benefit Republicans. Not, it's never happened before. Weird. Weird. I haven't seen any proof. We, you uh, you want to see fucking proof? Let's show you proof right now. Let's, I'll, how about a confession? How about a confession? Sonny Hostel. I'm going to show you proof right now. How do you spell this woman's name? I don't even know. Is it like the... Okay, Sonny Hostel. Okay. Let me pull this up. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a goddamn confession to this shit. Actually. People, do, put that phone down, girl. God bless you. It's my son. <laughs> Who, by the way, wanted to make sure that his absentee ballot was, was, uh, that I did that, and I had trouble actually voting for him absentee ballot today, and that made me very concerned. It was the first well, time uh, I was told to put it in an orange bag on the floor, and the orange bag mm. looked to me like a Target bag or something. And I said, isn't there a formal election box that says absentee ballots or something like that? And then she said, let me check, and then found it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that concerned me. Right. Well, <laughs> it it concerned me that I couldn't cheat. Like, what? You literally admit it. So there you go. I haven't seen any evidence. Well, now I have. That's what we call a confession, Teresa. She admits it right. I saw it on TV. One person. Oh, okay. Well, I guess she's the only one doing it then, right? <laughs> we have this woman who goes, who feels so comfortable with what she did that she goes on TV and announces it. But guess she's the only one, according to Teresa and the Democrats. We just have to assume that every no one else is doing that. It's just her. It's just her. She just happens to feel comfortable enough announcing that to the world like there's nothing wrong with it. Like, what? You admitted that you fucking voted in your son's name. You could not. You went to do a fucking polling place. You just dropped it in a box. Those are the fucking boxes that are showing up now votes like that from people who were too fucking lazy to vote so their mommy voted for them horrible i mean this is insane this is insane okay so let's uh go on to the next topic and talk about what we got next um all right let's talk about this dude in boston So this is James Lambert. He is a social justice advocate from Boston. There he blows. And oh, there's some nice things. Ready to go. Night, night, N-word. Okay. So Boston City Councilor Tanya Fernandez-Anderson announced on her private Twitter account uh, that this bootleg reading rainbow, he does look like him, would be joining her, chat, uh, her staff as chief of staff 
and it is a wealth of experience from fields of education and civic engagement. Now, if you recall, this is uh, this is the woman we're dealing with. Everyone is redeemable. I look forward to working together with you. Don't cut for me, because if you want smoke, you'll get smoke. Oh, gangster. Really gangster. If you want smoke, you'll get smoke. You will lose your seat. They won't vote for you. Fight. Don't fight. What the fuck do I have to do in this fucking council in order to get respect as a down? You will lose. Okay, so she can't get no res fucking respect in this council as a black woman. So you poor her. Lose your seat. So that's her. So she, she's a blatantly racist woman. We've talked about her before. She complains that only white people get hired in, in the city of Boston. Uh, she's also married to a man named Tasmanian Anderson, um, who is, this is a, uh, a green screen background that you take when you're in Shirley maximum serving a life sentence for murder. He's he, he murdered an immigrant and that was in 2000 and then she married him while he was behind bars and she just this has not been reported by any other media outlet that oh yeah we have a city councilor who's married to a convicted murderer so this gentleman above reading rainbow guy james lambert was previously the some sort of administrator chief of operations at the condon school in south boston We've blogged about the Condon School a, first, a few times. Uh, they were forcing children to participate in lessons on defunding the police as part of their BLM program, critical race theory. And, you know, they're just shitty people. Anyway, um, in June of 2021, an investigation was launched after flyers, and this is the principal, Robert Chisholm, that allowed it after flyers were passed out around the school accusing Chisholm of allowing rampant sexual harassment from unnamed employees towards three teachers in the school. According to sources, um, that employee was James Lambert. He was never suspended or fired for it. Sources tell us that Lambert was the de facto principal at Condon and was calling all the shots there uh, because this you know pathetic white guy it just kind of acquiesced to him. This is pictures of, they would not allow the national anthem to be played at the graduation. So they, but they would allow this because that's racist. Obviously the American flag is racist, but they'll allow BLM propaganda. And that's fine with them. That's fine. Now, a couple teachers there uh, in, in, so it got worse in Ju July of 2021. Lambert gets cleared of the sexual uh, harassment allegations, even though they substantiated one instance of sexual harassment. I guess you get three chances. I don't know. Then in April of 2022 at the Condon school, a live 45 caliber bullet was found in a school bathroom and they didn't call the police because fuck the police basically is the the view of the police at the Condon school in Boston around this time, Lambert began to seek revenge on the teachers who complained about him. According to sources we spoke with, he began to label his accusers as white supremacists. And soon afterwards, a flyer with the swastika and his uh, accusers were posted around the school. 
And so there's the flyer that Lambert printed out. So these reports did gain media attention, prompting Lambert to respond on social media by posting a video of some sort of bizarre struggle session where Condon's staff members, including himself, read off a teleprompter about how they are being unfairly labeled. Check this out. Tell me this is not fucking dystopian. We are the Condon staff. We represent the voices that have been fighting the true struggle with racism from within these walls, within this community, within this district. Historically, we have not been a school to practice transparency. We lack the will, courage, and means to tackle things directly. We have made a commitment to the work the district has asked of us. Once we began our journey, we were quickly met with resistance and hatred. Hatred from fellow staff, resistance from the district, and dismissiveness from the community. We have chosen to share our truth, to no longer wait to be handed a mic. What? To disrupt a system that abuses its power to harm and belittle our community. The recent narrative presented in the media and by city councilors portray our student community as violent and damaged. Our staff is incompetent and neglectful and our school community as unsafe. Within the last two years, our school community has faced criticism for our anti-racist work. Our black and brown staff and students have been at the center of inequity and racial prejudice by individuals within and outside of our school. South Boston is a community made up of students from cultural, racial, and linguistically diverse backgrounds. Our diversity is our collective strength. We are here to claim our power. We still believe that unlearning racist, harmful behaviors can be accomplished through unified commitment and dedication. We are unity. Okay. I mean, it's like a hostage situation there. The way they're reading off this, we are here for unity. Anyway, this chick, Maria Mosquera, who is the anti-racist and equity consultant, because how do we ever not have one of those in schools? Her, Lambert, and a woman named Kristen Dowd, allegedly, all kind of printed this out together. Now, Kristen Dowd ends up snitching on them all, as we're going to see. She also, um, yeah, so she here's, a, here's an email that Kristen got. So once Kristen comes forward and, and basically spills the beans here and is like, yeah, they, they're the ones that put the uh, the flyer out there. He gets finally fired. And he's told he not to work there. And what happens after Dow came clean, Lambert began to threaten and harass her. So she applied for and received a restraining order in July. And I published the order here. And after years of rampant sexual harassment, uh, they finally decided to get rid of him. Naturally, now uh, Tanya Anderson has hired him. I mean, it's just insane. It's I'm not going to lie. It's frustrating reading stories like this because like Democrats can do whatever they fucking want, man. Whatever they want. They will always have job. I mean, you get fired for putting out a flyer with not with fucking swastikas on it. And then you get hired immediately. No questions asked. You just got a chief of staff job for somehow. With a ratchet ass city councilor married to a convicted murderer. And all because you're a Democrat. I mean, that's that's what you get. 
it's frustrating, man. I'm not gonna lie, it's frustrating because in a sane world, these people would not have any sort of institutional control or power, but they're just so good at it because they have to be. They they don't care if their ideas are popular or not. All they care about is winning elections and making sure that their people stay in charge. And how do you do that? Well, mail in voting. That's it. And it's not cheating, I guess. But it's it's that's democracy. Sonny Huston voting multiple times for her son who doesn't give a shit. That's what you consider a democracy. Insane. Insane. So okay. Uh don't forget. No, no, you're thinking of Kendra Lara. Don't forget her living in a house she no longer qualifies for. Kendra Lara is an interesting one. I may or may not have a sex date. Let's just put it that way. And normally I wouldn't care about a sex date because, you know, obviously. But with her, the kid is in the sex tape. That's what I'm told. The kid is in the sex tape. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. Okay. Um, Whatever came of your voting roster numbers? I don't follow. Drop. Uh, by the way, there is. Uh, we're gonna have. Uh, there's gift cards now available in the Turtle Boy store for Christmas, so you can get your loved ones. I'll have an announcement about that coming soon. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Double yikes is right. You got that right. Okay. Um, so let's bring up the next story here. Okay. Speaking of beauty, so uh, speaking of Democrats and insanity and we can't do anything about it, let's talk about this situation. So, okay, so let's take a look at this picture. This is a picture of um, a, a recent beauty pageant in New Hampshire, in Derry, New Hampshire. Now, the pop quiz here, pop quiz. One of these lovely ladies is transgender. Guess which one? You'll ne you'll never guess. You'll never guess. You'll never guess which one of these is a dude. <laughs> which one of these lovely ladies is packing? You'll never. It's. I thought. I thought for sure it was that little girl in the purple. Uh, no, she's actually a real girl. It's actually a real girl. So, uh, no, it's, 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 we, we call her E-Hyundai because it's not E-Honda, it's E-Hyundai. Uh, and the one in the green, no, it's, uh, it's the one in the red, unfortunately. And on top of that, he's the champion. He's the champion. So this is, a, I that that's like, dude, you have to be kidding me. This is Miss Greater Derry, New Hampshire. I guess it's finally time to introduce myself. My name is Brian Nguyen. You couldn't even change your name to a chick name. You're just Brian the transgender fucking beauty queen. You can, I mean, okay. So Brian Wynn says, uh, I'm 19 years old and I'm currently a freshman at Nashua Community College, majoring in business management. I hope to use my degree so that I can create substan sustainable, ethical, and inclusive products. What? 
such as clothing and cosmetics and accessories. I also hope to continue to grow my career in the modeling. Oh no. Oh no. And social media industry. Okay. And stop right there. This is this whole thing now where it's like, you can be anything you want. No, you can't. I'm sorry. If you weigh 300 pounds, you can't be a model. It's fucking gross. Nobody wants like models have to be hot. They have to be. Nobody wants to see a fat model. Anybody who tells you, oh, you look so good. No, they're just saying that because they feel better about themselves and they say, you, you actually look hideous. You should stop. You should stop. You should, you should exercise immediately, go on a diet and not pursue modeling at all and accept the fact that you're a man also. My social impact initiative is Queens Are Everywhere. This is a media movement that helps the next generation develop self-confidence, realize their potential, and become the leaders of their destiny. Okay, I can't even. So she, I am ecstatic to be the first transgender woman, also known as a man, I'm the first man to be a Miss America local title holder. And I hope to make everyone proud and become the first to walk the Miss America stage. I am Brian. Uh, like Honestly, the way we're going, he might make it. He might make it. I am Brian Wynn, your Miss Greater Dairy 2023, and I'm excited for my year of service. I mean, dude. Dude, come on. Like, this is not satire. This is real. This is happening in real life. I know people are like, who gives a shit about some beauty pageant in New Hampshire? I'm telling you right now, this person didn't win because they were the most beautiful or they were the most talented. They won automatically just by being a, a sumo wrestler transgender dude. That's the only reason you won is because the judges wanted to be like, oh, I'm so progressive. I voted for the fat guy. I'm so woke. Look at me. I'm so woke. I mean, you have to be kidding me. Congratulations. And you got a scholarship too. $6,000 worth of scholarships. So it's not like a small thing. Like, again, it's great. The best part about being a dude is we can just take whatever we want from women. <laughs> That's one thing I've learned. Like all of the gains of feminism are just completely eliminated. And I would argue that all of the gains of homosexuality have also been eliminated because there's no, I mean, back in the day, this is just a gay dude. This is a big fat gay guy. That's what he would have been 10 years ago. Now he's a chick. He's, he's still into dick, I'm sure. I'm quite positive. But he's a woman now, so what? He's just a straight chick? Like, you're just another... Like, you've eliminated your homosexuality by, by transitioning. Amazing. Congratulations, iconic and history maker. Like, what? Congratulations. I mean, look at this picture. Is this picture not everything? Look at that goddamn picture. I mean, look at this. He looks like he ate her as an appetizer. Is this a joke? No. I mean, it reminds me of this. It really did. Same, same energy. E-Honda. That's what I call it. E-Hyundai. Just coming out here. Switching teams. Oh, I, dude. Normalizing the bulge. Like, you have to be kidding me. You have to be. We have, we have to pretend that this is normal, that this is 
that not all we have to lie about two things here. We have to lie about number one, you're a woman, you're not. And number two, you're attractive enough to be a beauty pageant person. You're not. This this is what equity looks like, by the way. Remember, equity is not equality. Equality means you all have the equality means everybody has the same opportunity, right? So if you want to get thin, you can be in a beauty pageant, right? That's a quality. If not, sorry, you didn't win. That's a quality. Everyone had the same shot. Equity is the equality of outcomes. So everybody gets to win the beauty pageant, including e Hyundai. He also gets to win somehow. That makes sense to these people. So, Diane, why'd you time out seven pounder? See, the, Diane Woods Emerson, we see you doing that. When you use your account to time people out like that, we see you in there. <laughs> hey, Diane. See, uh, Diane, why don't you just comment, Diane? We see you here. You're here for every show. Why are you so afraid to comment? I know Brett's going to yell at you and he's going to call you disloyal and all that stuff. But we see you on there. We see you in there. So you might as well just comment. I don't know why you don't comment, but whatever. I digress. Let's go back to this. Um, Brett will be upset. I mean, I guess I don't blame who you don't want to be on Brett's bad side. He's got a lot in. It. He's a scary guy. He's a very scary guy. Very threatening guy. So there she is. She's so, I mean, look at this. Okay. Dude, you got to be kidding me. Um, this one says agencies, here I come getting ready to send in my comp card so I could take modeling more like picture that picture that like no one ever told this fat guy, e Hyundai here. No, you can't, you don't get to be a model. Okay. Next step in the woman playbook, cut bad looking bangs out of boredom. Okay. You good luck with that. Okay. Now here is his thing. So you have to have a talent to be, to, to win this. His talent is being oppressed. That's his talent. Shockingly, that's all he wanted to talk about is see, I think transgenderism is just narcissism. It's just this desire to talk about yourself. You're not that interesting of a person. So anyway, let's, uh, let's play this. I want to read to you a couple of the thousands of comments I've received as a social media influencer. Maybe you should buy a house with a salad bar. Kim Jong-un, if he was even fatter than found in his clothes. It's simply <laughs> gross. <laughs> I mean, no, she doesn't look like, he doesn't look like Kim Jong-un at all. No. It used to set me into a deep depression, but what got me out was seeing role models on social media living their most authentic lives without a care for negativity. And so I started my own initiative spotlighting those who have faced adversity and can teach others to be queens. But being a queen is not about being perfect. It's about making one small change a day to benefit yourself and your goals, whatever they may be. And so whether or not I walk off this stage with a sash over my chest, I can be proud of myself knowing that I woke up and decided to thrive instead of just being alive. And I challenge you to take charge and become the leader, well, actually the queen of your destiny. Okay. 
as soon as he gave that speech, um, I got news for the, the rest of the contestants, bad news. You lost. You might as well pack it up and go home. As soon as you give a speech like that, where you're like, I'm transgender and people were mean to me and I cried. The judges are going to vote for you there. So this isn't even like a beauty pageant or a contest of anything, really. It's just like that that guy wins automatically because they feel bad for him. And, of course, they want to be part of history. I don't know who would ever say such a thing about him looking like Kim Jong-un in, in drag. I don't see the resemblance at all. No way. <laughs> no. No way. Nothing. It looks nothing like him. No. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> oh dude come on come on so it's not about being perfect uh but it is about being a woman usually um but of course being a woman when, when we have supreme court justices like katanji brown jackson who can't even say what a woman is then i guess i mean what do you expect to happen now he did go on He's got this show called Queens Are Everywhere in which he interviews other potential beauty queens who haven't reached his level of beauty yet. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Queens Are Everywhere. My name is Brianne Wynn. Oh, Brianne. Brianne. Today. Your host always. I don't know what just happened. Um, but make sure before we begin to... At least he doesn't have to get fake boobs. That's one follow thing. Follow this Instagram account. Turn on the notification bell so you don't miss whenever I'm live with another episode of Queens Are Everywhere. Make sure to follow... Hooray! I'm here. We're living. We're doing it. Hello. How are you, my love? You know, I'm doing great. I'm living the college life. I'm having a blast. I miss you tons, though. We used to live, like, right next to each other. Literally, for people who don't know, um, we literally went to high school together, like this, in high school. But now she's in Rhode Island, so I can't see her as much as I'd like. But, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you. Now, before we get started, for those who might not know you, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name's Angela Jakes. I'm teen... Okay, so that's why women couldn't vote until 1920, uh, right there. Um, it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Anyway, um, now watch how the people react to this. Now, just, I mean, and I do blame the girls part of this. Like, they're, they're, they are partly to blame. Just watch this. This is how he gets announced as the winner. Can we skip to the good part? Why is he kneeling? <laughs> oh, that's right, because he's like much taller than them. Again, watch their watch their faces. Can we like look at notice how they're looking at him? Like they know he's gonna win. Now look at them like all happy and shocked. And that is the problem right there, ladies. Like men wouldn't put up with this. Women are afraid to. Women are more timid by nature, I think. They're not going to say anything. They don't want to cause ripples and get, you know, they're just nicer in general. They don't want to be mean. And that's, this is what you get. You get walked on by men. And just because he calls himself a woman doesn't mean he is one. He's still a man who took something away from you. He took a $6,000 scholarship away from one of you. So I've seen some people like, who cares about a beauty pageant? Well, it's the principle of the matter here. Truth still matters. Truth still matters. And that, ladies and gentlemen, 
is a man. That is a man who just won one, and it's ridiculous. And it's like, how many things can we take from you women? Now, um, Brian voted. I wonder who he voted for. Shocking. Although, in fairness, <laughs> this is the hottest woman. I mean, the, the real tragedy. This is actually the hottest woman in New Hampshire. Dr. Carlin. By the way, this is wild. The, the election results in New Hampshire for governor. Carlin ran for governor, by the way. She, in between tweeting all day. And there's two candidates for the Libertarian Party. She must have been so out of control that they threw someone else up there. And they doubled her vote. She got 0.5%. Ah. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, he uh, watch this part where... Uh, Miss, he he's this is his post victory speech. Community atmosphere, Jerry, and I was like, "Girl, this is easy." Like, I felt like I got set up for well, is, good. Watch well, this. So he's gonna eat French fries and burp a lot <laughs> because he's a model of fitness. He can he can do this. <laughs> oh my god, that's oh my god, that's so gross. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. Um, but my social impact. Was your channel was so good. Thank you. I honestly thought that was probably like the best I've ever sung that song. And my social impact, I think, went really smoothly. Like that was also the best I've ever run it. And then for question, they literally they asked me like, "What? What? How would you represent the trans community as Miss Gray Jerry?" And I was like, "Girl, this is easy." Like that like, was I felt like I got set up. Like that was the question. The question. So your 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 really tough question was how would you affect the trans community? That's why they won. I mean, what is she? What what is he gonna say for that? Like he's gonna be like, well, it makes me strong and brave. It's like this is so. I mean, there's their beauty pageants. It's all retarded anyway, but it's the principle of the matter here. Okay, back to eating French fries for good. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Chew them. I felt like I got set up for a good answer there. Oh yeah. Wash it down with some coke. Do it. So I felt like oh my, my answer god. was really good. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Question was perfect. Thank you. I when I got off stage, I was like, was it like too basic? Was I just too like you're you're perfect? Oh my god. Oh my God! Wait, so, did I accept it? So he he gets joined here by Miss Nevada, and now watch Miss Nevada is a lesbian, apparently. Which is, <laughs> Hi, congratulations! Hi. <laughs> what the heck? Oh my God! Um, so Olivia, who is uh, Miss Strafford, she texted me and told me that you won and made history, and I'm really proud of you. Thank oh you. Oh my God! Oh my goodness! How is this real? <laughs> To Miss America this December. Oh, you're cutting out, babe. Huh? Oh no, it's because I'm in the parking garage. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I can hear you now. Okay, I follow you on TikTok. Do you do you know who I am? Okay, so you're Miss Nevada, right? Yeah. So I'm the first openly gay Miss Nevada, and. <laughs> oh my God. Girl. And I have been waiting 
for a trans woman to win because I want to push the envelope as far as Miss America can go. And I am so proud of you. And that's what it comes down to right there. I want to push the envelope as far as it can go. I want to see how fucked up and ridiculous we can get before somebody steps in and says enough is enough. This is absurd. You're a dude. You don't get to be Miss America. And the answer is they, we, we can just keep pushing the envelope because obviously you're not talented or sexy or female, <laughs> but you fucking won. You won. And here I am. This moron is pretending to be happy about it. Like, this is so great. Why is it great? Like a bunch of women lost because of this. And this is again, why women couldn't vote till nine to 20 is because you go along with shit like this and you got women, people like this. Nope, 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 nope. Moron, moron. So anyway, uh, that is your miss whatever. Um, oh God. Oh God. Look at those fries. Oh, there's more on there. The, le the lesbian. So the first scissor sister to win it. So good for, good for him. Anyway. All right. So you know what? We're going to end it there. Sorry. I'm trying to get into any more stories. Why don't we do a little ask? No, that's what I'm saying. April. Miss Nevada is incredibly full of shit. There's no way she was truthful. Anything she's, she's not actually happy. Like it's fake. You think she's like actually that happy about it? No. She just wanted to get her chance to go on Instagram live and be like, I'm a lesbian. She goes, do you know who I am? I'm Miss Nevada. Not just Miss Nevada. The first lesbian. I eat pussy and fucking love it. I'm not even doing it to just because I'm at college. Just trying to impress some guys or whatever. No, I actually really enjoy eating pussy. I can't eat. I won't even suck a dick. I've never even done it. Just that. So, yeah, that's we're supposed to think that's normal. That's what the left would have us believe. What you have right there, that's what progress looks like to Democrats. And, and somehow that, what you just saw right there, that wins elections. Catherine Cortez Masto is like, likes that, thinks that's good. Supports that. Maggie Hassan supports that. They won. John Fetterman supports that. He won. That's insane. That's insane. All right, but okay. Um, why don't we take any questions you guys have? We'll do a ask Turtle Boy if you guys have any questions. Let me uh, check the donos see if we got any. No, okay, cool. I still love you guys. If anybody wants to donate and get a super chat up here, uh, you can click at the link at the top, donate whatever amount of money you want, and uh, yeah, you can leave a message and I'll bring it up. Also, Cash App is dollar sign. Uncle Turtle Boy, if you'd like to do it that way. Um, okay. Any other court stuff uh, besides 1220? I have an Ashley St. Angelo hearing coming up on, I think, the 16th. I have to go to uh, the Kate Peter hearing. I'm not allowed in there. But I am, as a, as a journalist, I'm, I'm interested in covering that. Krusty Panties, uh, Miss uh, Moral Authority of the Interwebs. She is facing a magistrate's hearing 
against the Boston police, the police department, not me, not the victim. The police department has filed a criminal complaint against her for violating a harassment protection order against a woman who got a full year order on her on September 6th because Kay Peter kept posting lewd images of her on her YouTube channel and Facebook page and posted her address and sent people to this woman's house to take pictures, which were then sent to me as some sort of threat. I think, I don't know, but the bottom line is people actually went to this woman's house. So yeah. So the Kate court date is Tuesday in Boston at the Genetti house of justice, which we call it there. West Roxbury court. Uh, no, I don't have anything on Lorraine, unfortunately. Nice to see you there, Sarah. I haven't seen you in a while. Um, and so if if the magistrate finds that there is probable cause, and that's up to the Boston Police Department, they need to present their case, then a criminal charge will be filed. And the district attorney's office in Suffolk County will be prosecuting that, and she will get a charge. And she will have to fight that and it'll take a while and we'll see what the outcome is of that. If not, if it fails, then the order still exists. She still has, so either way, Kate Peters still has a full year restraining order on here. And just for the record, I have, you could say whatever you want about me. I've never had a full year restraining order put on me ever. I've had people try to get them a lot. Nobody's ever actually got one. No, girl boss attorney is not going to be your lawyer. Even though she said she's the best attorney in the world, girl boss attorney is not representing her this time. Even though she said she did great. Even though, again, go listen to that audio. It's hilarious. Didn't go too well. Yeah, it's West Roxbury Court. It's actually in Jamaica Point. Um, Trump is going to be a jackass and announce he's running. Oh, he's definitely going to announce he's running on Tuesday. I mean, oh, Herschel Walker has no shot at winning the runoff. Not only does he have no shot at winning the runoff, it no longer matters because Blake Masters and apparently Adam Laxalt have lost. So that's the end of that. We lost everything. Every close, every winnable race in the Senate, we lost. Uh, I don't blame Trump for the Masters endorsement. I think that was the best endorsement. I think J.D. Vance was a great endorsement. But I blame him for Oz. That's the big one. Because Oz was contested. Oz barely won. Oz won by a few votes over David McCormick, who definitely would have won. Because he doesn't live in New Jersey. That's what killed Oz. He lives in goddamn New Jersey. Or Kathy Barnett. Oh, we got a cash app here for my guy, Seven Pounder. He sends 10 ski. He says, please use half this money to buy Alina a couch. I forgot about Alina. I forgot about Alina. I haven't seen her in a bit. She's still on here. I don't even know. Thank you very much. Seven pounder. Laxalt was DeSantis's roommate. I didn't know that. All right. Anybody else have any other questions? The Bullduck too. Yeah. He definitely endorsed Bullduck. Although after seeing the results there, I don't know if any Republican could have got the only Republican that I think that could have beaten Maggie Hassan was Chris Anunu. And he selfishly ran for governor again instead of Senate. Uh, I don't live in New Hampshire, so him being governor of that state doesn't affect me at all. But him being senator of that state, he definitely 
Can you hear static when a message comes through? Oh, that's weird. So it picks up on that, huh? So, uh, yeah, he definitely could have, he would have won New Hampshire. He's the only Republican that could have beaten Maggie Hassan. But what's up with the polls, man? The polls used to like be fake. We used to say, oh, those are fake because Trump was down on the polls, favors Democrats. Well, now it appears to favor Republicans because every poll had Bullduck even with Hassan. And Adam Laxalt was winning like 95% of the polls that I saw. And Dr. Oz was winning a bunch of polls. But again, the early voting, the early voting, man. Polls don't matter when half the population's already voted. But how many senators do they have for New Hampshire? The same amount as every other state, my guy. Two. Lewandowski told Howie Carr that Trump wasn't happy when Sununu made a joke about Trump. I mean, if Sununu didn't run for Senate to spite Trump, then that's on Sununu as well. He needs to get over that too. Uh, no, I, I don't have another book written. Just, just the one book, James, so far. Anybody else have any other questions they want to ask? So that means Sununu will probably run against, that would be Gene Shaheen. Gene Shaheen's seat is not open for another four years. So maybe he'll run then. I don't know. Maybe. But we do have uh, upcoming in 2024. I mean, but will we just lose again? There are some really vulnerable seats for the Democrats in 2024 in the Senate. You got Joe Manchin, he represents, who's a, who's a Democrat technically, and he represents the most conservative state in the country in West Virginia. You also have John Tester, Senator from Montana, which is a pretty solidly red state, even though they had some weird uh, ballot initiative this time that favored the left, uh, born a live act or something that people are like, not kill him. Um, John Tester needs to go. That guy, There's like four or five Democrats, in my opinion, that could could be oh and Sherrod Brown, Sherrod Brown from Ohio is another Democrat who wins easily. But the demographics of Ohio have changed substantially over the last seven or eight years, and that is a solidly red state now. They should have two Republican senators out of Ohio because if Pennsylvania's got two Democrats and Michigan's got two Democrats, then Ohio should have two Republicans. Enough for this shit. And and Montana should have two. Republican senators. This is getting ridiculous. Baker will try to get see, you know what? I would I would go for that. Charlie Baker, I would vote for Charlie Baker for the Senate. That that would be interesting. So Pocahontas is up next. Pocahontas is up for re-election in 2018. Man, wouldn't that be something if Charlie Baker ran against her? I would vote. I'd have a Charlie Baker sign in my yard. I don't even like the guy. I don't like the way he governed the state, but I'll take him in the Senate because that's as good as you're going to get on a national level. Like, I'll tell you one thing. Charlie Baker would not have confirmed Rachel Rollins. 
So that that could go out to that seat. I feel like Ed Markey's seat would be easier to win. I feel like Elizabeth Warren is more popular than Ed Markey. But we'll see. Because, I mean, that would be a very... The last time that happened was in 19... I think it was like 96. Bill Weld was a popular Republican governor when I was a kid. And then he ran against John Kerry for Senate. And he got his ass beat. It was like 57 and 43. John Kerry won. So it's like, we will elect these people to govern the state, but we won't elect them to the Senate for some reason. But Charlie Baker did better in his governor race than Elizabeth in the, on the same ballot. He got more votes for governor than Elizabeth Warren got for Senate. That's interesting. Hopefully we are done with Jeff deal. I never want to see that name again. Go away, Jeff Deal. How do you remember this shit, man, McCarthy? Bob Dole tanked down ballot. How do you remember that? That's crazy. I was such, I was so young when Bob, Bob Dole, Bob Dole. He used to talk in the third person. Is he still alive? He's like a hundred, isn't he? Or did he just die? Is Bob Dole dead? Bob Dole. Oh, he was. Okay, he died. Oh, he died last December. Okay, he's dead. He's dead. Almost lived to be 100. Baker would have smoked Healy. Would have been a good race for sure. Would have been very competitive. But I think I think you're right. I think Baker would have won. I think Baker would have beat. I don't think she would have run if Charlie Baker ran again. Deal is the Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams of Republicans. Like he's, except those two at least are celebrities almost. Like people know who Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke are. Nobody knows who the fuck Jeff Deal is. Nobody cares. He's like the most irrelevant person ever. All right. Anybody else have any other questions they want to ask? Before we call it a night. I'm Bob Dole. Bob Dole. All right. So I guess we will see you guys all uh, for the next episode of Turtle Boy Live on Tuesday night. We'll be having a local sign up so you can uh, sign up to watch the extra overtime show uh, on locals. And uh, we'll see you guys all then. Peace, Turtle Riders. <laughs>